Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. chapter 6, a little bit lengthy passage I've been reading, and um, how many though you can't have too much Bible? <clears throat> I'm on, you can't have too much Bible. So we're going to read verses 10 through 20, and this is a passage we've been reading in this series we're in called Warfare, Understanding Spiritual Warfare in a Better Way and What to Do, How to Fight. And so we see in this, in verse 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in who? The Lord. The Lord. Amen. And in the power of whose might? His might. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And we learned that wiles is that methodia, the word degrees, where we get method from in the English. So he has a method. He has a plan that he's bringing against you. It says in verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Amen. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. We've heard the gospel this morning through song, man. So beautifully sung. Verse 20 says, For which I am an ambassador in chains, and that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, you need to speak boldly. Amen. I love this. I've been enjoying this series. I hope you are. Can we do this before we dig into it a little bit deeper? Can we talk to the Father one more time? God, we, we're just so honored to come in your house Spend time with family, with one another, spend time with you, God. And we just pray today that as we just open the word, that you'll open our hearts, Lord. Pour in, God, what we need today, Lord. May we receive from it, live it out in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. We're in a series again called Warfare. We see that war is not fair. There is an enemy who has a method and a plan to destroy your life. And we're learning that he has given us what we need. For some of you, it's cool that you're new in the faith. And so this is maybe some of you the first time you've heard it. For some of you, maybe like this is a great reminder of how to fight the enemy, of how to come against his devices and what he's bringing your way. So we've been looking at over the last several weeks unpacking the pieces of the armor. Last week, we looked at the shoes of peace, and um, we learned that we can have peace right in the midst of war. Come on, amen. How many knows no matter what's going on around you, you can have peace right in the middle of it? Amen, that's the God we serve. And, and we know and we understand, listen, that our peace is given to us to be shared, and it comes from one source, and it is Jesus alone. So today, we're gonna look at the next piece of the armor. And so we're gonna look at the shield of 
faith. I love this, man. I, I love it. And there were like just so many ways today I could have went. I, I, uh, I was talking to Pastor Harry, one of our, one of our members, a uh, retired minister. He's in a hospital right now. Keep him in prayer. And, and, we, and I told him what I was sharing. And he was like, Pastor, you could go a thousand ways with that one, you know? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I could. And I, because I've taught like series on faith. Um, I mean, just messages and messages on faith. We named our church Faith Renewed because that's what God called us to name it, man, because Faith is such a valuable, important tool. Uh, name my first child, Faith. Come on. We, uh, you know, she's back there serving today, man, walking in faith. Amen. And uh, I love that. And so our faith is so valuable. We learned that in the scripture, he says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. Man, so this is what I love about God. He, he won't make a statement like that and then not give you what you need. So again, this is not something like, well, I don't have any. I don't, no, he, you have it. The Bible says in Romans that he's dealt each man a measure. He's given that to you. We know that faith is the way that even salvation comes to us. It's by grace, but it's through faith. It's his grace, but again, we connect to that by our faith. And so this is such a valuable thing. Mountains move. Come on, he says, with faith. Uh, miracles happen, man, with faith. And so this is such an important thing. So we need to know it. We need to understand what faith is. And so I was like, God, I have a lot I can say on this subject, but what do you want to say today? What is it that you want right now for your people to know? And so I hope today, this is just a right now word for you. And so as we look at faith, I want to give you a few things this morning about faith. And hopefully you leave with a better understanding and using it more in your life. The number one thing, is, first thing is this, is that faith is a shield. So he just said that. It was like it's a shield of Faith. And so this is the first thing that we see. We have to have this. And so this is something that God gives us. And today your faith may be tested. You could be going through a testing time. It may be difficult. It may be something, again, that God has given to you, and then it has been beat down. It's even, again, the name of the church. We've seen faith destroyed by religion, by people, by situations, by circumstances, and they need that faith renewed again in him. And so it's so valuable. But he's given this to us, and he puts it and likens it to a shield. Now, shields could bring, like, different like mindset, different thoughts to your mind when you hear the word shields, you know, uh, shields up or shield, whatever that may come to kind of to your mind. For me, I have a tendency to go to Captain America when I think about the shield. I just do, man. You know, you know, Captain America, you know, it just has that shield, this cool little round shield with the star on it, and he's running around, and he's taking it and using it, and he's throwing it at people, and he's doing all these things. It's just, and you never just like throw your faith at anybody, by the way. <laughs> just a little side note. Amen. Share that with them, but don't throw that at them. Amen. That's not how that works. But this faith shield, sometimes I have that mindset when I think about a shield, but that's not what he was speaking of. Our shield of faith is so much greater. This shield of faith that we understand according to history and how you would study and learn about what they would be speaking of in this time, it's not this little round saucer. The shield itself would say, history would show us that it'd be like some that they would carry would be four feet tall, two feet wide, and would be an oblong shape, more like a rectangle. It would have a handle on it, and they would raise this shield up. Now, that's what I'm talking about when I'm speaking of shields of faith. I want us to get that mindset. 
I want us to lose like this little thing that we have and like, we're like, man, I had it over here. And so he hit me right here and I missed it. I want us to lose the mindset of like, well, I was like down here and he hit me up high. No, no, no. I want you to see faith as something that protects us, man, from the head to the toe. That's how we pray, man. Touch them from the top of the head to the soles of the feet. That's how we used to pray back in the, back in the old days. Y'all may not know nothing about that. But let touch them from the top of their head, soles of their feet. That's what the shield of faith would do for us. It would protect us. It was long. We see things in Scripture where it says, and like Psalms 5.12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. So that's not like, I'm going to protect you with righteousness and this surrounds you with this. No, no, no. This is something that surrounds us. It guards us. It protects us. And he tells us, again, he's given that to us, but we must take it. And he says to do it this way, raise it up. It's above everything else. You have to guard this and lift this up high. This is actually a raising up. And he said to do it this way so that you could quench the fiery darts of the evil one. And how he knows the enemy is not just throwing darts at you. He's not just shooting arrows at you. And he, there, there's, there's more to his plan. Remember, it's a method. It's a methodia, the wiles of the devil. He knows what he's doing. So this is what he will do. He will shoot something at us. And a lot of times we think we've got that thing blocked out and we're good. And we block that thing with something other than faith. I've seen it. I've watched it happen. I've done it in my life. Something may come my way, and I may try to guard it and block it, come up against it. And I've seen people turn to certain things and certain uh, substances and things in their life, certain people and certain situations, and they try to block that attack of the evil one, and they think they're good, but they did not use faith to destroy it. So this is what the enemy does. He does it this way. He is shooting fiery darts at you, and when that attack came at you, and you threw something up that was not faith, and you thought you were good, and you were still standing after it was all said and done, that thing was laying beside you, and it was on fire. And this is how the enemy works. Listen, he will come back later on, and that thing that has been sitting beside you that you did not use faith to extinguish begins to burn. And it's wild that something that happened to you 20 years ago is now still burning and destroying your life today. That you never got victory over. That you never extinguished because of faith. And again, it comes from God and God alone. You can't just try to do this. You can't just hope this happens in just this natural hope. But you think this thing will happen again and it begins to burn in your life. And this is the only way this thing goes out, by faith. That's the only way. And I know it's like some people are like, man, well, it's just going to eventually burn out on its own. That's not according to his plan. There'll be one day when it's all going to burn up and we're going to go to heaven. Oh, that's going to be cool. That's going to be awesome. But the fiery darts of the evil one that are being thrown your way must be extinguished and destroyed by faith. And so that's the way that you take it out. So don't today see your, your shield that God has given you as just small thing. It's so much larger. It's so much bigger. It's so much greater than what you realize. And some of you are like, man, mine's struggling, Pastor. We're going to see in a moment what we do in those times, how we overcome those situations. But today, I want you to see this. You have it. You have a shield of faith, and it's something that God has given to us. Number two, I want you to see this, is that faith is this. It's more than a feeling. Mm. 
more than a feeling. I had to. I'm sorry. You, some of y'all thought about that when I said that, man. Some of y'all, y'all grew up in a good era of music. Amen. But, but it, it is so much more than a feeling. I want you to get past that this faith is just something that's kind of like just out there and it's just like, you know, yeah, faith, it's just kind of like this thing in my mind or this this thing that's kind of out there that I turn to once in a while. Now, listen, this is so much greater than any of those things. Listen, when you see that faith is more than that, your faith will begin to determine your future instead of letting your future determine what your faith looks like. And so you start getting it right. You start understanding it's more than this. It's greater than this. And this is what the enemy is after today, your faith. Like if you're wondering what he's after, you're like, man, he's after this. No, he's after your faith. And Paul understood this. Paul got this right when he said that in the end of his times, he's like, man, I fought the good fight. I finished the course and I kept the faith. That's what the enemy's after today. So listen, don't gauge your success or your failure by if you got what you wanted. Amen. It just, I see it as this. If the situation came your way when it was all said and done, I was still in faith. I still had that. And I love that about Paul. We understand this. And the faith that he's given us, it's an action. It's a real thing. More than this feeling. And I, I, I challenge you to do this, man. I've been like listening to a lot of guys lately, man. And I love it. I, I hope, man, you just get more word than on Sundays. I hope you do, man. I believe we come here and eat well on Sundays. There's a lot of Bible. But I hope, man, you don't eat once a week. Come on, amen. Some of us are going to eat Thursday like this. We've only ate once a week. Now, we're going to eat that way Thursday on Thanksgiving. But, but I hope you're getting more. One of the things I've been listening to a lot of is like guys who are like real smart, but also real in love with Jesus. And I love some of the things that they're saying. They're, sh they're showing now to where science is now even proving the existence of Christ. The historical documentation and things that are being found today are backing up the truth and the things that we have known for, for years and has been written to us in the word. But what's happening is the enemy is speaking lies. He's telling our, our kids things. He's saying stuff to them. We went, and I've done this with Adam, my oldest son, and my youngest son, Caleb. I, I went on their fifth grade Washington, D.C. field trip. Amen. That's what the schools that our kids ran. They would go to Washington, D.C., and it's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of challenges going there. Some of you school teachers, I appreciate your your faithfulness and patience and your peace that God has given you and all those things because I was a chaperone. I had to deal with some fifth graders, amen, and, and, and carried them around Washington, D.C., bro, amen. And, and I remember we were in the Smithsonian Institute, big collection of museums, and I mean, incredible. I love Washington. It's a cool place to go and study. But, but you know what the enemy has done in all areas, in all arenas? He's brought in lies, that's how he works. That's what he does. And so it, it's just it's wild to me, like some of the things that were being taught and being shown to our kids in the Smithsonian and in this great place of history was not truth. And I, I was sitting there. We were in one of the uh, museums, and we were gathered around one of the little exhibits that were there. And um, again, this place, is, I'm amazed by it. And so again, it's a cool place. But th this, this area that they were here, we were in this little exhibit, it was speaking about something that I don't believe in, uh, evolution. And uh, I don't believe I came from 
monkeys, fish, and that kind of stuff, man. I don't, I don't believe any of those things. God made me. He designed me. He designed you. And so we were sitting there, and I was being a good chaperone, trying to be quiet and, and not, not do what I, I'm called to do and share the gospel, share the truth. And so I was sitting there, and I had my fifth graders, and other fifth graders were around, and other chaperones were around, and they were reading, and you know how they're in their little fifth grade reading, and they were reading the little sign next to it, and they were reading about evolution, and this sign was trying to tell them this lie about where they came from, this little fish. And the little kid, the fifth grader, when he got through reading it, he said, I didn't know that. And I finally could, I couldn't do it. I could not just sit there and be silent. I said, buddy, I said, you didn't know that. I said, because it's not true. And I said, man, let me tell you something about it. Let me tell you about who made you, who designed you, who created you. And in the middle of Smithsonian Institute, sharing the truth, I started getting some amens, man, in Smithsonian. I thought, this is good stuff, man. And, and, and I, I, the enemy has done this. He's lied to the people of God. He's lied to this world, and we have to come against that. We must share faith. We must share truth. And it's a real substance. He says this in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Listen, this is so cool. He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm not talking about like I hope my team wins Saturday. I ain't talking about that kind of hope. I hope I kill a deer when I get in the deer. I hope for that. But I'm, not, I'm talking about it's bigger than this. I, I hope, the Bible says Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so that's hope. That's real. It's a substance. And he says it this way. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Something you not may have seen yet in the natural, but spiritually we know this is a real deal. And he says it this way. He makes it so clear. What kind of faith brings forth these types of things? He said, now faith. Come on. Now faith brings that. Some of us, listen, we're doing this. We're trying to live off yesterday faith. We're trying to live off of an experience that maybe we had back in the day, man. Thank you for speaking that over this house, man, that God is wanting to do fresh. He's wanting to do new. He's wanting to do now. And it's now faith that produces these types of things. And if study this, I challenge you, in the Greek, the word now, it means now. Come on. Go in, man. Oh, come on. It means now. This is what this means, not yesterday, man. God has a journey of faith that he wants to do, and he wants to do something in your life today. I'm thankful for my heritage, but, man, I, I celebrate it, man, but I want God today. Amen. And tomorrow, I'm expecting something then. I, I want to encounter him every day of my life. And he says it this way, Hebrews 11, when the message, this is cool, man. Message, just a paraphrase in English, easier to understand. He says this about it. He said, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. And everything, come on, it's going to go back to this. This is what makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. So you're not taking some, some leap of faith into the dark. It's a step into the light. That's what faith is. It's not some like this weird thing and man, it's crazy. Now listen, it's a truth that we can have. It is something that's real and it's now and it's something that God wants to do in our life. It's so much more than a feeling. And this feeling and the third and final one is this, is given to us by God and we develop it, we, we strengthen it, we use it, we build it up, we work it. 
But it was given to us, and the third and final one is this, it was given to us, our faith, to change the world. I'm serious, and I'm like, man, I hope that this comes back fresh in you. Some of you are like, man, my faith's struggling, Pastor. I have a hard time like changing my underwear sometimes, man. You know, it's just like changing clothes and just changing the baby's diaper regularly. That's hard. And you expecting me, man, like to change the world? Listen, this is the faith that I'm speaking of. It's not small. It's not insignificant. It's something that God has given to us. And listen, it's more about just changing your life. It's about changing the lives of those around you. It's happening. We're seeing God do it. This thing's real. I love something Bill Johnson said. He said, it's a complete waste of a life to have the spirit of the resurrected Christ in you and have no intention of shaping world history. Come on, that is this our hope, that's our faith. And he has given it to us to change the world. And listen, you can overcome the world by this. He said in 1 John 5, 4, he said that for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is it. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. This is how it happens. This is how us putting our faith in him. And it must be used. It does us no good to know more about faith than not use it. And I've seen that, man. There's a lot of times, like, man, we've learned more and we've studied all technology, man. So easy. All, so many things right at the fingertips. You can just dig and go deep into the word and, and, and really learn more. But I don't want to be one of those, like, man, I know more about prayer than I actually pray. Come on, I don't want to know more about praise than I actually praise and worship. And I don't want to be like, man, you know, the Bible says, man, if I praise, man, he inhabits my praise. That's a weapon that God's given me. And then I have opportunities to praise him when I stand there. Come on, man. I don't want to be like, man, God has given me faith. He's given me something that I can use as a shield against the attacks of the evil one to quench every fiery dart that comes my way. It's mighty in God, he says, for the pulling down of strongholds. And I don't want to know more about it and then not use it to not only change my life, but to change the world, man. That's our faith. That's what he's given to us. I love, I love again, like reading like stuff, man, digging into things. I, I wish I'd have done this kind of like earlier in life. I probably had better grades in school. You know, for some reason, I didn't really enjoy it then. But the older I've gotten, I'm more like to learn stuff and dig. Man, I was reading about the Spartans. I always love talking about the Spartans, man. The, like, if, in history, man, an incredible era of time, era of time like 430 B.C. That these guys, again, got a lot of things wrong. But, man, there was some stuff they got right. And one of the things that they got right was their mindset when it came to warfare. Now, everything for them was in the natural. Again, we, again we're connecting this to spiritual things. But, man, just that name Spartan, man, is, is a powerful. They're, you know, teams, that's their mascot, and they're the Spartans, and they're this. Or, you know, you see those different deals. And now, like, they have Spartan races. Remember Spartan race, man? You know, I was going to do one of those until I read what it was. And I was like, nah, we're good. And, <laughs> We good, we good. And I was like, no, nah, I'm all right. But man, the Spartan mindset, dude, they got it. And they, they understood this early in, in life. This was the thing that they said. This is like history shows that this was their way of talking. They said stuff like, our men are our walls. We've talked about this, the importance of walls being built in a city and how the enemy tries to take the walls down. It gives him easy access to come in. And so, again, this was their mindset, and they loved it. And I think this is incredible. They said stuff like, our men 
or our walls. How did you get there? They didn't get their life one day just like, okay, we're going to be walls. Yeah. We go, no, no, they ingrained this. Even like early ages, man, they, they begin to let those guys know, man, you're fearless. You're skilled. God's called you. Like, again, in the natural, they were teaching them this stuff, realizing they were warriors. At seven years of age, they would take these young guys out and they would separate them from the crowds and begin to speak into them and tell them and train them military-style ways of thinking at seven they began to put them around. It was just crazy. And at 13, they had come to this era where they were trained and they were only hanging out with other warriors. They were only hanging out with other soldiers. And then they get to the place to where now they're like 20 and they're getting ready to be released into the battlefield, trained and equipped and ready. And they understood this. And this is what they would do. This is what they would tell them. At 20, they would present to them, and this is, I love this, a shield. And this is what they would tell them, man. This is the mindset, but I want to give it when it comes to spiritual faith and, and warfare. They would tell the shadows, they would give this to them, they would present them with this shield, and they were told this, bring this shield back or be brought back on this shield. Bro, some of y'all are like, man, that's, that's, that's a little much, ain't it? Listen, there's a real enemy who's really out to get us. And God's really given us everything we need, and it's called a shield of faith. One of the things, again, the piece of the armor, and they would receive this, and this was their oath, man. Imagine this, man. This is, I want to see this generation. I want to see us rise up this mindset in the spirit. He says that this is their, their Spartan oath. They would say, this is my shield. I bear it before me in battle, but it is not mine alone. It protects my brother on my left. It protects my city. I will never let my brother out of its shadow. Dude, what if we watched out for each other like that? Come on, man. What if we did that? Nor will my, my city out of its shelter. I will die with my shield before me facing the enemy. Wow. If father lost his life on the battlefield, they would get his shield and they would present it to the next generation back at home. I want to see that in the spirit, man. I want to see fathers and, and parents, people that are raising up, man, children who understand God has called you, man. There's more to you. You were not evolved from some fish, man. You were, you were created in the image of God, and he made you. And so, listen, they show us here, and it was crazy. As I was studying, like, man, what these guys would do with the weapons that were given to him and how they got it right, man. They understood. And this, was, this is wild to even think about that shield that I spoke of earlier. Not this small shield, but this big oblong shape. On each corner of it, it had notches. And this is what they would do. There was actually a method called the Tessuto formation that when the fiery darts would come from the evil one, that they would call out that formation. And what they would do is they would gather around one another and they would raise up the shields and they would put the shields overhead and it formed another name for it was the tortoise method where literally it brought this protective covering over top of them. I found a picture of this. If you would, we'll th throw that up on the screen. Good gracious. Now, see, I want you to see faith different. That's what I hope. I hope that you like kind of like not. 
This is what they would do. And I like this because they understood something. This took, this took this community. This took community. This took them being very uh, intentional in knowing about where the others were at and watching out for them because they would take the one who was weak or maybe injured or a certain situation was going on in their life and they would put them in the middle. Because sometimes, man, they didn't have the strength themselves to raise it up. And so they would take that top layer and they would let it rest upon their helmets, let it come down and rest upon their shoulders so that those in the centers could get some type of relief. I was like, dude, I want to fight that way in the spirit. That's what I want to see. And I started just thinking, man, about moments and times, man. I almost went through and just pulled out some of these and showed them how some of the moments that have been captured, even just in gatherings around this house, around this place, that what we've seen, man, what that looks like in the spirit today. Because, again, I know it's sometimes hard for us to kind of realize, again, the spiritual battle happening here. What does this look like? This is what it looks like in the natural and if it would, I want you to just come up and do this. If you, just, if you would kneel right here, what, what does this look like today? How, how does this happen? What, what is this, how does this work for us? Seth, if you would, I'm going to ask you to just come down here real quick. Sandy, I'm going to ask you if you would just to come. Stand on each side. Raise the shield, man. Just raise the shield over it. Jonas, if you would, bro, help me. Come on, man. Just raise the shield. And I think so many times, man, we think we can't just be honest and we can't be real and just say, you know something? Face is weak. I know God gave it to me. I know I haven't. It's been tested. It's weak. I haven't strengthened it as I should. Haven't built it up, haven't developed it. He says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You know what I've done? I've pulled back, haven't been in the word. Hadn't even been coming to church faithfully. I haven't maybe pulled back even while I was here. I was disconnected and it just seems like my face weak. You know what you need to do? You need to connect with someone who's strong. And he designed it this way because the one who's weak, when he connects to someone who's strong, man, it strengthens the weak. And this today, man, this is it. And I love it, man. 9 a.m., we saw throughout this sanctuary. And I've seen it, man, in our time here as a church. I've seen shields of faith gather. And I've watched God do the miraculous, the things that he said he would do because of faith. I've watched it happen. But it only takes place when we really see and really understand that this is not a feeling This is not just something we use on Sunday, but this is a gift that God has given us. It not only connects us to him through salvation, but it connects them to the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the gifts, everything else that comes with that. And I'm going to ask you if you would to just stand right there where you're at. And I want to just close with this one story. In Mark chapter 2, I encourage you to go read this, maybe today. Maybe you can sit down and read it, study it as a family or whatever. Mark chapter 2, there's so many instances, but this is one that just came to my heart. Because I felt like this is where some of us are at today. Listen, we just need to be real and be honest. It's a story of a paralytic, paralyzed, unable to walk, unable to get out, unable to get to Jesus. But you know what he had? They had some of those who were stronger, who was able to carry it alone, those who were able to just hold, to take him. And this is what they heard. They heard Jesus was there. And they said, you know something? He can't get there. 
but we can get him there. He may not be able to get there on his own, but we can lift him up. And they carried him to Jesus. See that, man. And it says they get to Jesus and they, they, he's, he's speaking there and, the, and he's teaching. And I love it, man. Jesus is bringing knowledge and understanding and truth. And it's so crowded they can't get in. And so this, I love their heart. They're like, well, my man, okay, it's just too full. Let's go home, buddy. Sorry, not today. Story says that they did this. It says they climbed up the side of the building. That's faith. It's faith that believes that, man, I, no matter what the obstacle is, I'm getting to him. No matter what's standing between me and him, I'm getting there. I'm getting them to Jesus because I know what happens when they touch Jesus and when he touches them. And it says they raised him up the side of the roof. They tore open the top of the roof. I love this story, man. Religious people were like getting ticked. Stuff's getting in their hair and they're getting mad. You can always be able to find those. When God's moving and doing something, it doesn't happen like you think it's supposed to happen. And it does, it's not doing, he's not doing the way you thought he was going to do it. But listen, God's at work. And so these guys understood that. And they, it says they ripped off the top of the area and they, they took him and just began to lower him down to Jesus. And like verse five, he, he says, man, it was because of their faith. He got his answer. Jesus saw their, their faith and he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. He goes on in the story and he says this. He tells him to just get up, man, and healing comes to him. This guy, man, was there. He was like, man, I, he could not do it on his own, but he was connected to the right people. He was connected to the right group, right church, right family. He understood he was in the right place. Who were said this, man, if I can get there. Listen, I want us to be honest today and be real. I've done it this way this morning, man, because I just want to come against everything today that's just like we have a natural tendency to just kind of gravitate towards. We have a tendency a lot of times to check out during this moment and start thinking about what's after church. Listen, I want you to stay engaged today. And I want you to see this this, this morning. And I, I said it this way. I said, every head bowed, every eye closed. I want every head up and every eye open. We used to say, like, nobody looking around. I just want everybody to start looking around right now. And I want you to understand who's around you right now. They're warriors. And we need each other. For some of you right now, man, you're like, man, this is, I'm in a good place. I've been in the world. I've been strong. I'm there. I feel good with God right now. But there's some of us, man, like, you're not there. You know what you need? You need some men and women of God to raise a shield around you. And I want you just to be real today. Just be honest. Say, this is a testing season. This is a testing time. My faith right now is it's, it's kind of I'm struggling in some areas. You know what, Pastor? I could really use some people with just some, some faith right now to just gather around me. I'm going to ask you to just do this. Every eye, eye open, every head up, everybody looking around. Just raise up both hands right now. Thanks That's again you. for listening to yeah. this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.